Welcome back, friends. Lost Guy here, and it's time for the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. Here we talk about everything Kirby, from the games to the people behind making Kirby, and the show Kirby Right Back At Ya. A main throughline to the podcast will be the Kirby Right Back At Ya anime, as it is 100 episodes, but in time we'll be going over every single Kirby game and other things like eventually the Kirby Cafe and Sakurai and things like that. And first up, we have a new section to the podcast, and that is what's going on with Kirby right now. I realize we should be talking about things that are going on right now. Other podcasts do that and like, yeah, we should talk about what's happening. So first up, the 10th anniversary of Kirby Superstar Ultra for the Nintendo DS was on the sec- 22nd of September. This was a remake of the Kirby Superstar Classic from Super Nintendo with updated graphics and even more content to enjoy. Kirby Superstar is my favorite Kirby game of all time. I haven't played Ultra, but in the future we will for the podcast, so I'm excited for that. In the newest Nintendo Direct, they've announced Kirby's extra epic yarn. There will be more abilities, a harder mode called Devilish Mode where you try to outrun an aggressive devil, and two more minigames. I'm excited for that. I 100% of that game, I'm really happy about that. Also, it will have amiibo support. So hopefully we get an amiibo of the prince, that'd be pretty cool. And by the way, if you did not know, Epic Yarn was originally going to be a new IP with the prince as the main character, but they decided it would be better as a Kirby game, and my heart warmly agrees. <laughs> I really love that game. It's such a different game, and it's so good. And lastly, as far as news goes, the Kirby Cafe is going to be open on the 27th of September and closes on February 17th, 2019. This is, of course, in Japan, and is it a bad life goal to want to go to that someday? I don't think it is. I, I hope they just keep doing it, like, every year or every two years. I want to go to this thing someday and just try way too many foods. I really do. And in the future, whenever news does come up with Kirby, we will talk about it in this section. We will include, like, new plushies and figures and stuff like that. Whenever new Nendroid shows up, for sure we'll talk about that. Also with, like, the train set uh, plushies as well. Just anything coming up new that's Kirby, I want to talk about. And I realize we should talk about it here, and uh, I'm excited. I, I just love talking about Kirby, so another thing to talk about. So let's talk about episode 5 of Kirby's Right Back At Ya. It's called Beware Wispy Woods. Now, the Japanese title is called Angry Wispy Woods. So obviously, today's episode is going to be about Wispy Woods. So before we get started with the episode itself, let's talk about Wispy Woods. He is usually the first boss you face in every game, or at least some variation of him. Wispy Woods is a giant tree with two black holes for eyes, a long wood nose, and a big black hole mouth. And uh, he just looks creepy, doesn't he? He kind of looks like Kaboo, but not exactly... And other variations of him have been like robots or holograms. Or you just fight an other kind of tree that's like Wispy but not him exactly. And he's done a lot of different things. Now in the early games he used to attack Kirby with apples, Windgus, and Gordos. Gordos are the spikes with the eyes. Over time he's gained more abilities where he'll attack with his roots. He'll even jump in the air to try to land on Kirby. And things like that. For the most part it's the same tree Kirby fights though. And so it's weird to see him never learn his lesson. And in the newest game with uh, Kirby Star Allies, you can burn him. You can light him on fire. So, uh, he really needs to learn his lesson. Although, of course, in the newest game, he is being controlled by an evil thing. So, uh, maybe he has learned his lesson. He just can't when he's evil at the time. And ow for the punishment he gets. And he's always crying when he beat him, too. So, that's kind of sad. But, you know, there's got to be a reason why Kirby's beating him up, right? Kirby's no bully. So, starting with the episode... The episode starts with King Dedede arguing with Nightmare Enterprises. He owes them 19 million dollars. That's a lot of money. King Dedede refuses to pay since the monsters have failed to beat Kirby. 
The salesman questions, though, how is King Dedede going to beat Kirby without them? And King Dedede pulls out a book. I love this pun, by the way. The book is titled Encyclopedia of Botanica. That's also with the cover in the Japanese version. And just because you got Encyclopedia Britannicas, and this is of Botanica, I just, I like it. I lost my crap at that joke. I don't know why, but I did. And King Dedede is convinced he's going to beat Kirby this time. So after the opener retreated to a bunch of animals just existing in nature, and it's super cute and all. Now, those of you who watched the episode, you'll recognize maybe two boars in this scene, and that is Nruff and Nelly from Kirby Dreamland 2. They were bosses at first and eventually just became regular enemies. Tiff reads from a book about how nature is a symbiotic relationship between all living organisms, and we learn that she's actually trying to teach Kirby about things. When she looks away from her book to see Kirby, Kirby's actually gone, and Tuff figures that Kirby got bored and left. So we see how the two treat Kirby. Tiff is trying to just teach Kirby and get him to grow up, while Tuff just lets Kirby do whatever he wants. Unless it comes to battle, then Tuff's really about Kirby being a badass fighter. So Tiff decides to go look for Kirby, and puts her book back in her bag, and finds that Cory was sleeping in there, and he calls it a knapsack. Which, again, the bird in these puns, oh my god. Tiff is worried that Kirby, since they're not in a familiar area, he might get lost, so she asks Takori to help her find him, and he makes another pun, and that is that just because he's a bird doesn't mean that he watches that kid like a hawk. I just... so many puns! I love it so much. So they start searching for Kirby, and Takori comments that Kirby's just too dumb to answer all their hollering. He's such a mean bird! Takori's just so mean. It's weird how they become the closest after all this, because Takori's the only one who can understand Kirby's Poyo speak. And yet, uh, I, don't, I guess it's by proximity, because Kirby and Takori do live together as a pretty odd couple, and I guess that's why they get so close. But just, wow, he's so mean. But they ask Takori to go find Kirby, and so Takori just nonchalantly flies into the air and calls for Kirby and then comes back down and says, Oh, they can't find him, so let's just go home. So mean. So mean. But the trio continue their search, and the camera pans to where Kirby actually is. He's actually on the other side of a tree line. Kirby alone on a rock in a side view. So we actually get to see Kirby from the side for, I think, the first time. Now, eventually Kirby turns and he sees an apple and runs up and eats it. And then he sees another apple and eats it. And another apple and another apple and another apple. It's just so cute watching Kirby eat apples. Eventually, we see Rick the hamster going for an apple. But Kirby grabs it first and eats it and then runs off for more apples. Hi, mate. I just had my eye on that one. Ah, that Kirby could drive a dingo dinghy. But Kirby just ignored him when he ate the apple and ran off. I guess Kirby's got a one-track mind when it comes to food, and Rick just lets it go because, well, Kirby's Kirby. Eventually, we see Melman the Mailman coming out of some woods as Kirby enters the same woods following more apples. The music is very cute in this scene, and it just makes it so much better. Eventually, the trio run into Rick and talk to him, and then they rush into the forest because they learn that's where Kirby went. Rick yells at them that they shouldn't go in, but it's too late. We're then treated to a conversation between Melman and Rick, and what we find out is that Melman was delivering a letter for King Dedede. And Rick says it's probably junk mail, and then questions Melman if he's ever taken a peek into his mail, which Melman is defensive about, stating that rumors like that are something honest Melman try to stamp out. <laughs> I just got it! Stamp out. Oh my god, that's another pun. Oh my god. Now, interestingly, in the Japanese version, Rick is supposed to be hinting that the woods are bad to go into. And so, in the English version, he just says, don't go in there, but they don't hear him. Japanese version, he straight up says, it's kind of amazing that Mailman was able to get out of those woods so well. And Mailman's like, well, if he wasn't any good as a mailman, then he wouldn't be able to get out of there. And so that's another way to hint that those woods are not good news. 
also in the Japanese version, just aside, uh, Rick is like way more innocent in that, and he thinks it's a love letter from King Dedede. He's like, oh, it must be a love letter. It's like, huh, interesting. So the trio are in the woods, and they start shouting for Kirby. Eventually, they stop at a big tree in the middle of the forest that has apples. And they comment that Kirby is never full, and Tiff wonders about Kirby's appetite and thinks that, hey, maybe Kirby's got another dimension in his stomach. It's a weird thought to have, but we will see something about that later in this episode. In the Japanese version, though, they surmise that Kirby's probably eaten about a thousand or maybe even ten thousand apples by now, because it's a big forest and Kirby loves him some apples. And with that, Tiff thinks maybe Kirby's got a black hole in him. So they decide, oh, they're gonna have to just go home and look and ask the Cappies to help find Kirby. But then they realize they're lost. Not only are they lost, though, they're lost in Wispy Woods, and they get a little scared about that. Then Takoi remembers a conversation with Koo he had about birds getting lost in the forest and never returning. Takoi figures those birds were turkeys when he was talking to Koo, but Koo says if Takori gets stuck there, he'll turn into a chicken. So many bird puns. Takori is totally freaked out, but Tiff and Tuff make him fly out into the sky to find a way out because Takori is their best chance to find the way out. Meanwhile, during all this, we see Cerebrum and Lady Like worried about their missing children. Well, mostly Lady Like, because Cerebrum actually didn't even realize his kids aren't there. Not a good look for the father. Lady Like figures King Dedede is the culprit, and just when that happens, King Dedede shows up. Lady Like tries to verbally attack King Dedede, while Cerebrum tries to handle things diplomatically as always. King Dedede asks where the kids are, and the parents don't know. Escargoon says they probably shouldn't be worried unless the kids are lost in the woods. Which then leads to King Dedede and Gascargoon sharing a knowing laugh together. This scene is just here to show us that the bad guys know what they're doing, and we're checking just to make sure that it's working. They're just so evil sometimes, and they're very evil in this episode, honestly. So it cuts to Tiff and Tuff, and they're wondering if Decori found a way back. Then they hear rustling in the bushes. At first the kids are scared, but then they decide to fight back, because that's just the kind of kids they are. Tuff picks up a branch, and then the hidden figure appears, and BAM! Tuff lunges and hits it with a stick, but of course it's Kirby, and ouch. Now, of course, at first they feel bad, but then they berate Kirby for scaring them like that. Kirby feels bad and burps in apple breath, then everyone just laughs. And it's very cute, extremely cute, holy crap. Then Takori comes screaming back. Takori was able to find the way out, but on the way back he just got lost again. He was clearly freaked out the whole time, but he lies and says he kept his cool. When Tuff says maybe he'll have better luck in the morning, Takori freaks out and just says no, he ain't going out again. Which leads to Tiff actually balking like a chicken, deciding they better make camp. Just straight up mocks him. Conveniently, though, the kids have a tent and sleeping bags in their backpacks, so they're pretty prepared. Another funny thing is, Takori says if they start telling ghost stories, he's out. <laughs> so they sit under that big apple tree that they've been at, and they make a fire and set up a tent under it. Tuff comments that it'd be great if they had something to roast on the fire. And Kirby straight up looks at Takori and says, Poya, with a hungry look on his face. Now here's the thing, the Japanese version is even worse. Kirby straight up says, barbecue. Right at Takori. Takori, of course, gets scared and hides from Kirby. Everyone then has a laugh, saying Kirby wants to have a friend for dinner. Oh my god. But then the camera pans up, and we see leaves burning from the heat of the campfire. Then an ominous voice says to put out the fire. Put out your fire. It scares the group, but they can't find the source. The voice says it knows why they came, and a bunch of tentacle... Tree roots come out of the ground. This ain't gonna go well. Takori tries to fly away and gets slapped down by a root. The roots destroy the tent and make a circle around them and the tree. Then the tree shakes and it's time for nightmares. A swirl appears on the tree and eventually a face appears. It's Wispy Woods. 
The kids are shocked and they mention his name. And then Takori asks Wispy not to hurt him because he's not a woodpecker. So many bird jokes. But Wispy Woods accuses them of coming to destroy him. They're confused as to why he would think that. He says a friend told him they would come to destroy him. The kids protest, but Wispy cites the fire as proof they're there to kill him. Tiff, being the daughter of Cerebrum, tries to diplomatically defuse the situation. She tries to start over and introduce herself and the others, but Wispy will have none of this. Wispy grows bigger and angrier over how many of his kind have fallen to fires like the one they made. This is a very angry Smokey the Bear commercial, like holy crap. Takori decides to threaten Wispy with a burning stick, but this only angers Wispy more, and he buries them in apples! He does this while saying, Behold the fruit of your folly, because oh my god. How many dads wrote for this show? I need to know, because oh my god. So they all try to avoid the pylon of apples, and it takes Tiff and Tuff to tell Kirby that he should try to suck up the apples. But Kirby gets overwhelmed the second he opens up his mouth, so he can't even try. So the four are buried in apples and Tiff tries to find Kirby, but then King Dedede shows up so she quiets them down. So they laugh about this apple trail trap they set up for Kirby that led him into an avalanche. Yep, they went there. Avalanche. <laughs> now, I really appreciate the setup for this scene because it shows that they really just showed the hints and just planned it out. Because Wispy Woods thanks King Dedede for writing a letter to warn Wispy about Kirby and his friends coming to destroy him. And we already heard King Dedede mention the apple trail. So Wispy then reveals he's completely defenseless now because he used all of his defenses to take down the four. So with that knowledge, King Dedede pulls out a laser saw! Unsurprisingly, this is a four-kid censorship and it's just a regular chainsaw in the original. Wispy, being very trusting, asks why King Dedede needs a weapon now that his enemies are conquered. Then Escargoon and King Dedede reveal their plan. They used Melman the Mailman to find Wispy and gave the warning and laid a trap for Kirby so Wispy could take down Kirby and be defenseless afterwards for King Dedede to chop down. Wispy asks why, and King Dedede reveals he's gonna cut down the entire force to make room for his development plan. And then King Dedede does the most evil thing he's done yet. He cuts straight through the pile of apples and through Wispy Woods himself. Straight up murders Wispy Woods and then drives off to chop down more trees. Now when Wispy falls, his loud landing knocks the kids into another part of the woods where they get captured by three more trees. Now this is where things get a bit odd. Kirby gets hit and a couple apples fall out of his mouth. The trees ask if any apples are from Wispy, because if they get a Wispy apple, then they can resurrect Wispy. But none of the apples Kirby spit out are Wispy apples. But how is that the fact? Yes, Kirby has eaten potentially 10,000 apples today, but the most recent ones that fell in his mouth were Wispy apples. But somehow these aren't Wispy apples when Kirby coughs up a bunch of apples. So they can't resurrect Wispy Woods just yet. So the trees decide to get revenge on Kirby and attack Kirby because, well, he's responsible for their king getting killed. But before their tentacles can do anything, King Dedede shows up and kills the three trees and captures everyone into his tank. Next up, we get to watch a complete genocide. The entire Wispy Kingdom gets destroyed by King Dedede one tree at a time. Every single tree gets cut down by King Dedede. We watch the whole thing. And some of the trees even scream their last gasp as they die. This is the darkest freaking episode so far, and we're only at episode 5. Holy crap. Just holy crap. Now, I talk about the music almost every episode, and this episode is no exception. My problem with the music of the original Japanese version is how passive and nonchalant the music can be. King Dedede straight up murders Wispy Woods to the most boring and uninterested music.
<laughs> well, like four kids virgin amps it up just how terrible this is. In the Japanese version, the, the music is a passive character to the point that it kind of takes away from what's going on. But thankfully, the 4Kids version is much more active as a character and enhances the experience. And I appreciate that a lot. Say what you will about 4Kids, I think they just did a great job with their music when it comes to Kirby right back at you. Now, as King Dedede cuts down the last of the forest, we see the citizens of Capitown watching and wondering what King Dedede's plans are. Chief Bookham says this would be a great place for a prison. Another mentions that maybe King Dedede is building affordable housing. Yeah, okay, affordable housing, okay. But no, King Dedede drives over and tells them he's building a country club. And then in an instant, we time jump to the country club being built. Waddle Dee labor is amazing. Holy crap. King Dedede has a big celebration, all the cappies are there, and they're just celebrating the creation of his country club. Escargoon notes that it was paid for by taxpayer money. It's also close to the public and chemically fertilized. So, wow. The Cappies are clearly not happy about it, and Honey goes up and asks, what did King Dedede do with Wispy? And King Dedede straight up says, they chopped him down and sprinkled him around the shrubbery. Tiff and Tuff try to protest, and King Dedede straight up has his spear-wielding Waddle Dees surround them. Now, to my surprise, Tiff and Tuff have protest signs in English in both versions. Also in the original version, King Dedede says he straight up burned Wispy's corpse. He didn't even use it, he just burned it. Holy crap. Tiff protests some more and says it's dangerous to wreck nature, but King Dedede doesn't give a double bogey. That's what he says. He doesn't give a double bogey. Oh my god. So with victory in hand, King Dedede goes to make his first shot on his new golf course with Kirby as his golf ball. Kirby just sits there waiting for King Dedede to hit him. And that's a really weird thing, but we kind of see why. So Tiff thinks in her head that Kirby needs to find one of Wispy's apples. Either Kirby is psychically linked to Tiff, or she told him earlier because now we see Kirby is just sitting there for a reason. Kirby is actually searching inside himself to find a wispy apple. We see Kirby floating in space, surrounded by thousands of apples. But eventually, Kirby finds a glowing wispy apple inside of himself, which is weird. And then Kirby spits it out back in where, well, where everyone is. And King Dedede is like, what the heck is that? Right when he's about to hit Kirby. And then Wispy Woods grows out of the ground and slaps King Dedede and Escargoon into the bunker using King Dedede's hammer. He then drops apples and launches them everywhere to regrow his kingdom. Everyone is happy to see the kingdom restored. And it quickly cuts to the night, and the country club is destroyed, and there's a big forest, and King Dedede and Escargoon are lost in the woods and argue. They split up at first, but then they come back together because, well, they're lost and scared. And we actually see King Dedede cry as the two of them try to find their way out. We then see the kids hanging out happily on Wispy's branches and everyone enjoying apples. The end. So, this is insane! This is totally the darkest episode so far. Sure, the kingdom is restored, but this is all new citizens because Wispy Woods is the only original there. He was regrown, and then he regrew all of his people, but all of his old people were straight up murdered by King Dedede. A complete genocide. Holy crap. That is just nuts. So some things to note, I didn't talk about Wispy Woods' voice actor earlier, so I'll talk about him now. We're going to see Wispy Woods a couple more times in the show, but I do like talking about voice actors, at least every episode. So his voice actor this time is Dan Brown. He's also the voice of the salesman, and you might recognize that voice very much because that's also the voice of 
Yugi Moto and Yami Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, like, the second I realized, like, oh yeah, that is him, wow. He's also the voice of Knuckles in Sonic X, and a lot of other things. I really like voice acting and hope to do some someday, so it's cool to see who these voice actors are, and what they've done. I totally don't hear Yami at all in Wispy Wood's voice, but dude's got range then because of that. Also cool thing to note about this dude is, he's also adapted anime scripts like Revolutionary Girl Utena and Queensblade and a bunch of other ones, and he's also voice directed a couple anime as well. One of them being Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn, which he also adapted scripts for. Another thing to note is that this is the first time Kirby didn't take a beating, and that Kirby didn't have to kill anyone. We also didn't see Kirby transform or suck anything this episode either. First time not seeing the vacuum ability. This will not be the only episode where Kirby doesn't use his powers, I'm sure, which I appreciate because it is a 100-episode show, we will get episodes focused on lots of things and lots of people, and it helps make the world feel more alive and fuller. That's pretty cool right there. So that right there is the fifth Kirby's Dreamcast. Next time we'll go over episode six of Kirby Right Back At Ya, and it's a pretty funny episode. Oh my god, I can't wait to talk about that one. That's really good. And soon I'll start working on playing the first Kirby game, which is Kirby's Dreamland, the first game I played in my life. I got it for my birthday a long time ago on the Game Boy, and we're going to be doing that in preparation for a game-centric episode. Sometime around episode 10, we'll go over this one. It's the first game I ever played out of Kirby. I got it for my birthday when I was a kid, and oh man, I've been in love ever since, obviously since I'm doing all this, and I can't wait to go over that. We'll have gameplay footage on the side channel over at Scarf Plays on YouTube, well, as, of course, this podcast is on the main channel. And if you didn't know, if you're new to this, the podcast is on YouTube and on Podbean. So Podbean, you can listen to it. On YouTube, we do have some visual clips sometimes. So there's that as well if you want to enjoy it on YouTube instead. And yeah, if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it. I, I love Kirby, and I want to share that love with everyone I can. So please do if you can. So that right there is the podcast. I had fun talking. Hope you have fun watching and listening. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Having fun. Thanks for coming by, and... See you next time.